you know what's dope? Bojo's. Bojo's has some awesome pizza for all y'all Colorado people. If you don't already know about it, you have to go and visit while you still can. They make the only real Colorado mountain pie in the state for people that live here and for people just passing through. It's something you have to try, including their honey cheese bread. Yes, we put honey on bread here in Colorado, and it's awesome. And you can get that for free with the order of an entree when you mention this ad at Bojo's. So be sure to show up, and they have something for everyone, whether it's the salad bar. They have $4 happy hour with Breckenridge Brewery on tap for you. And they can even do things like gluten-free pizza if you are into that type of thing. You can check them out at Bojo's. <laughs> into that type of thing or... Or need it for to survive well, <laughs> celiac disease. <laughs> you know, I mean. Either way. It, you're forced into it or you're willingly into it. It's the same thing. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. I can't argue with your exact definition. You are technically correct, which is the best kind of correct. <laughs> uh, Bojos.com. And yeah, like I said, mention this ad to get some free honey cheese bread <laughs> with your pizza. Maybe not this ad. <laughs> No, mention this very specific one. <laughs> this guy went on a pod and just started rambling about your, your place. I don't know. He said I'd, I'd get free cheese bread. Look, there might have been a Futurama reference in there. I'm not sure. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole. A left by Cole this time. Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. He shoots and scars. Nathan McKinnon. Call J.T. Comfer, 877 goes now. Gabriel Landeskog, collective hugs, 29 and 92. See me by Grubauer. Move over, Picasso. This piece of art is by McKinnon. My goodness gracious. <laughs> All right, welcome into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast Live, presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. We uh, have over a thousand different types of beer at Davidson's. They, they have you covered for everything. If beer's not your thing, they have wines from around the world as well. And through the rest of January, they're offering 10% off when you go on their app and use code FIRST10. That's F-I-R-S-T-1-0. Get on it while you can get that discount and get whatever beer you can imagine. On their app and use what was that code? First ten. First ten. F I R S T. AJ's about okay. to go buy some right now. For That's tonight. right. <laughs> uh, I'm Nathan Rudolph. Little He's pickup order. AJ Hayfley. That's Drew Creaseman. All the way over there is Evan Rowell. We got all four of us in the studio as it's the technically past the halfway mark, but everyone calls it the halfway mark of the yeah. season because it's the all-star break, and that's just what you do. Yeah, everybody has their buys. Too. Yeah, <laughs> right. Baseball does that. There's really only like 30 games left or so, but, you know, close enough. So It's the first half of the season and the second half of the season. There's a line of demarcation in the schedule. Well, all right, so it's I guess. It's not just. It just doesn't adhere to the mathematical first and second half. If you make the playoffs, it's probably about half. Depending on how far you go. I, not even half if you go far enough, I yeah. guess. But Are there people who get, because it's one thing, like I, I'll get really weird about writing like since the break as opposed to in the second half. Are there people who get really. I saw a huge Twitter fight about this the other day, yeah. and I was like, you guys are nerds. Of all the things, <laughs> yeah. Why are you guys arguing about this? I mean, it's at Twitter. We'll argue about everything. I mean, it was, like, it was uh, basketball writers. Oh, okay. Yeah, well. because apparently they were talking to one of the head coaches, and he was like, is it the second half? And he was like, "Is game 42. It's, it's the second, second half. half. <laughs> and he was like, wouldn't you just say it's around the second half? And like, it turned into a whole of thing. And I'm like, things. come on. This is, <laughs> who cares? I love it. In the NHL, we're just like, game 48, first half of the season. <laughs> eh, it's all, it all blends together at that point. Yeah, I mean, just... Let's let's be honest. It's not like it's not like most of the the guys in the NHL can do math anyway. <laughs> <laughs> One too many bucks to the head for a few no, of them. Maybe, I mean, it's not what they're doing. It's not what they're teaching those dudes in Bill of uh, Very true. Very true. All right. Well, what I wanted to start the show off with is I wanted to ask all of you to describe the Avs' first half in one word. And Drew's looking at me with big eyes, so I don't oh, know no. if I should start with him. 
educational. I was literally <laughs> going to say that. I'm not even. I was like, for me personally, all it's been is educational. Like that's that's just the easy answer, right? Like all I've done is learn hockey, not totally, but as much as I've learned so far through watching literally this season of Avs hockey, and then a couple of highlight videos around the end of the decade. There was a lot of like. You know, best stuff of the decade in sports, and suddenly I had a mm. reference points for some of these Which, hockey things yeah, that had happened. NHL best yeah, goal of the since decade. Since you mentioned that, that best goal was a terrible, mm, terrible. So Re- good. Remind me. Well, okay, well, what did they pick? They picked the 2010 Stanley Cup winning goal. Patrick came in overtime. That's right. Where he yeah. just slips a puck along the goal line, like on the ice. Nobody knows it went in except yeah. him, who's now halfway down the ice without half of his gear. <laughs> it's like a terrible goal. I don't know. <laughs> I will say watching those lists reminded me still how much farther I have to go in understanding the sport because there were certain things where I was like, okay, why was the play you put in at 15 more impressive than the play at 35, which I thought had a lot more spinny doos and upty whoops. And you know, I was like, I got to do a lot of stuff to score. And sometimes it's like, no, just the way he beat the goalie was a little more impressive. You know, little things. I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, you might also just be that 35 is way cooler and they're stupid. That's definitely be. a fair answer. Well, with number one on that list, yeah. it was like, okay, this whole thing gets thrown into a, right. into question. Now. <laughs> right into the gutter. The, my favorite thing that I learned on all those lists, though, was um, when it was like the weird things that had happened in the decade. And, Rudo, you and I talked about this. It was the goalie, you'll remind me his name, who... Had it was a two-on-one breakaway, and yeah, rather Lundquist. than yeah, yeah, rather than face it, he just turned around and threw the net <laughs> over. The net yep. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was genius. Uh, I assume it broke all the unwritten rules, and people were pissed. Oh, you but just take your chances with the with the penalty, and then shot. he blocked it with one dude instead of two. Yeah, exactly. I, I do Why doesn't thing. that happen more often? Dudes aren't that smart, and two-on-os don't happen particularly often Fair either. Enough. You have to mess up real bad to get up. <laughs> we call him the king for a reason. <laughs> well, I mean, Crown's starting to get pretty heavy on his head these days, but I mean, that's how it goes. Yeah, you know, you get old. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> All Gravity, right. man. Educational for Drew, Evan. I'll say fun. I mean, it was a fun first half. The Avs are the top scoring team in the West, they're the best goal differential. I mean, there's been ups and downs, but it's been a lot of fun so far. That would be the word I would use is this is a fun team to watch, a fun team to follow. So second half, I don't expect much to change. Can I ask you, have the injuries, I feel like a lot of injuries like the Azu had a lot of times would totally derail the idea of a first half being fun. But I almost feel like it's helped us get to know more of the Avs depth and some of these other players is like, actually, this is fun, too. Yeah, you get to test out different players. You see McKinnon change his game, playing with guys that are not stars. So it's been a lot of fun. We've seen a lot of Eagles guys, maybe not all the guys we want to see, but seen Yo, a lot of different what players. Was it like 12 games with TJ Turner? Yeah. That yeah. was I, a handful of Megna as well. It's hard to believe that there were that many. Yeah, like, I know. I forgot Kelly Rosen was uh, up here for a little Rosen, while. Connaughton played games. Game? Was it only one? I think yeah. it was just the Edmonton game. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then McDavid roasted him, and that yeah. was the end of that. They yeah. were like, well. Yeah, I mean, we sit here and we talk about, you know, oh, we want to see Connor Tim. I forgot. I mean, you almost forget he started the season with the Avs. Yeah. Two it's games. Like, that's yeah. how long the season is. So just so much changes, but it's just been fun. I mean, from the opening game to, you know, whatever that Red Wings team is, beating them down. Does Nathan McKinnon ascending to Ultra Instinct really count as changing his game? I mean, he's just been absolutely absurd as a hockey player. I mean, I would just say we haven't had the chance to see it the last two years because he's been with the same guys for almost every game. So, And now he's leading Matt Calvert to 50-point paces instead. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Donskoy, too. Yeah, that's true. You forget about Donskoy because he's hurt now. So... Many injuries alongside the fun, but I would agree. It definitely has been quite an exciting first half, particularly because they rounded out the first half on a good note. Yeah. But, AJ, the final word? I think I, think I would go with impressive. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really well-rounded team. You know, they have, they have solid goaltending. They have a solid defense, and they're electric offensively. I just think that it's – Everything that they – the injuries and the the very normal goalie 
like goalie struggles where you know those guys go through slumps too. Theirs are just a lot more damaging than other guys. Like Eunice Donskoy goes through a week where he doesn't play very well, and it's like, okay, well, there's 11 other dudes out there. Your goalies go through a stretch where they don't play very well, and you lose games because of it. So it's – I just think that the way that they weathered every every little bout that they had with losing, they bounced back. And we hadn't seen that in the past. We'd seen them get into prolonged slumps, and nothing really lasted long enough to – I mean, they they, they finished with – they're on a 103-point pace. So whatever losing they did did not did not stop them from achieving that kind of pace where they're at like a 98% chance to make the postseason at this point. So, Oh, I actually read also as like just a little sweetener to the pot. Not only are they a 98% chance to make the playoffs, by the sportsclubstats.com's uh, algorithms – while not statistically eliminated, there is no universe where the Detroit Red Wings can make the playoffs as of today. <laughs> I did see that. How much also of these feelings, is there any uh, projecting forward? For, I know we're talking about the first half, but it also feels like inside of this conversation, there's this understanding of like, they've been really good and they have not played their best hockey. For the most part, I would agree. Um, is there? I mean, is there another level? Do you, are you expecting yeah. them to finish the season with some kind of? Well, I think I think between I think the levels, the 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 things that we we would say that can get better are like individual performances. Philip Grubauer, Miko Rantanen, Gabe Landeskog, Eric Johnson. Like some some of the big name guys on this team have not performed particularly well, but they they're still sitting where they are, despite that. Well, and and you bring this up, the Abs have one of the easiest second half schedules in the entire NHL, like that. So that means they need to be winning most of their games in the second half, just based on their opponents, and that gives them an opportunity to compete for the top spot in the West. So. It's an exciting time, to say the least, and I do think this team has expectations now. Making the playoffs is not an if, it's a we're going to do it, mm-hmm. and what can it's we a, do from there? It's a means to an end and not the end goal anymore. Right. This first half felt like the start of what should be a two- or three-year run, at the very least, of yeah. we're here and we're going to be up here for a while. Yep. A, a, a team in the cup conversation. Yeah. Where if you were saying, give me eight teams in the league that you think could win the Stanley Cup this year, Colorado would be on every list. Yeah. I mean, that first half, I would say the first month of the year, they were just winning games by pure skill. They were not playing their best. And it's just like, that's how good this team can be. Well, and and we've seen over the last several weeks, the process has gotten very, very, very good. Yep. And then at the end there, the results started to match up with it. Rudo, do you have a word? You made the rest of us. Well, I do have a word, but first I wanted to say we ended up with impressive educational fun, so this pod is now Schoolhouse Rock. Um, (laughs) Impressive educational fun. (laughs) I like doing that hockey, doing that hockey. (laughs) (laughs) I like those three words quite a bit, but my, my word is actually nicknames. Because this has been the best year in a long time that I can remember for Avs coming up with nicknames. You have Pebbles and Bam Bam for the Flintstones line, and then you can call Nachushkin Dino as well as the third. Or you can call Nachushkin Nuke, as everyone has been doing, because no one wants to say Nachushkin. Because you listen to road announcers butcher his name. Yeah, exactly. And you're just like, did you just have a stroke on air? There's a lot of similar consonants right next to each other, but I would think the hockey announcers would be used to it by now. Right, and it's... the. This is why I Got want Shrirev to play at least one game in the NHL. And on a line with Nachushin. <laughs> why? So you can just hear Peter McNabb go, uh. <laughs> <laughs> who, who else do they have in their system? Oh, there's not too many. Zravilov. Yeah, obviously. Zravilov. Yeah, that's a good There one. needs to be a box score with Zravilov, Shrirev, and Nachushin. There you go. Passing to each other. With Sh- Shmakov in that? Yeah, <laughs> sure. I'm cool with that. <laughs> do do they ever do they do that with hockey lines like they do celebrity names just to smash them together? Uh, uh yeah, sometimes, sometimes, yeah. Just depends. If it works. 
Hmm. Like, you know. But, yeah, you also have, like, Gravy Train. Plenty of nicknames coming around. Lots or Nod was already around, but yeah. it was nice after January 1st to remember that he is I mean, that. and then he named his dog that. Yeah, and it was and like, he is the cutest little dog ever. Oh, that doodle, man. That's <laughs> the only Instagram account that matters. <laughs> we do have one Periscope comment that I thought was very funny. We were on a wide shot of all four of you, and someone just commented, Holy Beard. Yeah, oh, we got, sure. we got oh, the yeah. quad beard going. <laughs> this is the hockeyest podcast I've ever hockeyed. <laughs> this is a two-day beard. <laughs> <laughs> I was totally smooth on Halloween night and haven't really brought it down since. Yeah, must have been sometime in Off season. Off-season beard. It's going away here soon. I was going to shave it for the Larry Walker event, but then, well, you know, the organization I cover almost burned itself to the ground the <laughs> night before. And so I didn't quite have time to do that. But now I'm glad I didn't. What if I had shaved the beard? He wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame right That's now. That's right. So. Facts. <laughs> Cannot deny the power of the beard. If you're struggling to say Nachushkin, you need a little confidence. Breckenridge Brewery's got you covered with that as the official beer of DNVR. And they have something really, really cool that we can talk to you about soon. Not quite yet, but next week. They have an announcement coming that's going to be pretty awesome. Just stay tuned for that. In the meantime, stick to what we got, the Breck Lager. Or if you're really struggling with Nachushkin's name, go for the tall boy of yeah. the United in Orange. Yeah. You'll have the confidence to say it, I promise. Yeah. You can find Breckenridge Brewery in your local liquor store or pretty much anywhere that sells alcohol, for that matter. And also keep an eye out for the Breckenridge event calendar over on thednvr.com, where we plan all of our events we drink Breck Brew at them, and usually you can get a free one on us when you come. So free Breck Brew is the best type. Come out, have a few with us. It's a good time. All right. Larry Nichuchkin. See? Close. <laughs> <laughs> it's close enough. You could be an NHL announcer. Yeah, you're good to go. It's just, that's just a quarter of one United and The whole a, thing, I'm nailing them. There you I go. Get, right. I can get Kamenev or whatever. That <laughs> you got Vladislav. It. I was going to say, I don't even know what his first name is. Vladislav? Vladislav. <laughs> Vladislav Kamenev. I didn't even mention my favorite nickname because it's Fernandeskog, but Captain Daddy is the best. <laughs> is it? It is. Though? Yeah, it makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah, it makes sense. It's a little it, weird. <laughs> I, I'm sure I wasn't the first person to do this, but where I got it from was actually Rocket League. There's a hat you can wear that's like a captain's hat for a ship that says Captain Daddy on it. So it's exactly what you think it is from where it's coming from. <laughs> I like I like that Rudo just gave us all time to respond to that, and all three of us were just like, "No." Nah. <laughs> all I'm thinking about is, a, is Arrested Development and the guy with the the, the leather daddy outfit. You remember that's, Leather Daddies versus Core Shield back yeah. in the day? That's Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's several years ago now. I was responsible for that whole fight. Yikes. Guiding. Back to the abs before we get too far down this awkward path. What's wrong with talking about some leather daddies? Leather daddies. <laughs> I'm sure there are some leather daddies on the abs. I mean, yeah. I, I kind of hope I never find out if yeah, there are no. not. But um, I am sprinting in the opposite direction <laughs> of this conversation now. We found a word to describe the first half. I want favorite plays from the first half as well. And I will start. With Kale McCarr absolutely walking the Minnesota Wild yeah. to rip one top shelf because that kid is insane. Uh, so I was in Minnesota for that game, and like the press box was just like dead silent. <laughs> and like normally there's like the sounds of, you know, there's typing, Some there's chatter, yeah. there's whatever, right? And everybody in the press box was just dead silent. And I turned to, I turned to Dater and I was like, it's really quiet up here. And he was like, <laughs> Did you see what just happened, AJ? <laughs> what can you say after that? Yeah, I exactly. Mean. The whole and like the entire press box is just like. <laughs> and then wild media were asking players and coaches after it in a game they won. Ah, <laughs> uh, what a mess! He's special. He's a special kid who can do special things. That's all I have to say about it. Whoever wants to go with um, a favorite play. So, yeah, I mean, you're asking us on the spot here. So, uh, yeah, the I one know. that comes up to mind is uh, 
Nichushkin went, whatever, 95 games without a goal. And then he scored. And then, what, a game later against Chicago, he just, like, blows by everyone. Yeah, torches. Shatters Duncan Keith's groin. <laughs> and then it just goes top shelf, and the Chicago announcers don't even know it's in the net. And it's just like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> so, well, that was actually my tweet. I know. I was like, what? Uh, and then even, like, somewhat recently when he had the fight, the assist against Vegas, and then the yeah. puck just bounced off his forehead into the, the net. The silliest Gordie Howe, Gordie Howe in the history it was of the most, Gordie It's the most yeah. Russian Gordie Howe had. He just hits his face and goes in, and he's just like, hey, whatever. Uh, I don't know actually how he sounds because he's never talked to me. But <laughs> It's too bad the assist didn't also go off his face <laughs> because both the puck and those fists did that night. Yeah, and it would have been awesome. It could have been like the most specialized Gordie Howe hat trick of all time. <laughs> the face Howe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, at the craziest part about that for me, his first goal was the Vegas betting odds had him oh, at exactly yeah. like ninety five games. Game. Well, it wasn't like the halfway it point was, of that game. Was, so the over under of it was ninety two and a half. Yeah. And the, he scored it like in game ninety two. Like, yeah, he scored it like two minutes into the third period or yeah. something. Where you're like, what the? F- <laughs> <laughs> this is <laughs> so creepy. How does Vegas do that stuff? Like, right, that makes where no you're like, sense. Who is the guy that did this? And like, how much are you paying him because he is in? Yeah, the guy who started the MGM Grand just owns a time machine or something. Right, like. like Straight up, you know what it is? It's Back to the Future. I he's was Biff say, with the remember? almanac. Yeah, he's got the almanac. <laughs> he's got, and he's just like over undering everything. And he's like, oh, I got it right on the line. <laughs> I, was I don't say, know how it happened. I was gonna say it's like Waterboy when she's like, score's gonna be thirty-one to thirty. <laughs> or something like that. He just like looks over with ten, two minutes left. <laughs> That's an interesting prediction. How'd you come up with that? It ain't a guess. That's what's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> so. is, that, is that Lynn Swan? Yeah. Yeah, Lynn Swan at the end of the game just Yeah, when they're going for the field goal, he just like looks over or whatever. Oh man. This is officially the funniest Avs podcast we've done I'm, in a while. I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to settle up with the fact that that character was also in American History X. Oh, I know. Right? Like, <laughs> I think the actor, I think she was playing a different character. Well, well, I hope so. <laughs> Actually, what a my, crossover my that would be. My bad. What well, a, yeah. Same. Water, Talk about a character arc. Waterboy and American History X exist in the same multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can I throw a goal out? Go, yeah. yeah. Big Z had a spinny goal, and that was like the wildest thing that happened to me. One of two of his goals this season. Yeah, it was, it was a spinny goal. goal. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I guess he had one taken away, but yeah. Yeah, yeah spinny goals are always dope. I imagine Drew's, Drew might be going down that line as well. Well, it I'm, wasn't. it's not just the spinny goal thing. It's the fact that it came from Big Z, which is the yeah, last like person the you would expect spin. to have a spinny goal. <laughs> Walking into the slot, <laughs> and like all of the capitals are just like looking at him like, huh, <laughs> he's going to do something. If he's hat like a foot off or anything like that, he kills McKinnon because McKinnon had to jump <laughs> yeah, out of the way. McKinnon literally leaped like four <laughs> feet in the air across the net. It's like when Bartolo Colon hit that home run. Just <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna. I, I I can't. I have to pick two. Okay. I, I, because I I have two first. And again, my answers are going to be entirely about me and not oh, the yeah, context no, totally. of understanding hockey. Uh, Andre Burakovsky's spinny goal that invented the phrase spinny that goal was ridiculous. Uh, th- that was a game winner against I can't remember, but it was that, Boston. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. It was Boston, and that was the first game that I watched on. Well. Not on TV. <laughs> the first full hockey game I've watched. Uh, totally on direct TV. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> right. That's what it was. Hey, direct TV didn't have a thing back then either. <laughs> let's, let's not do the time math on this too much. Uh, but that it was such a great game and ended with such an amazing goal. I loved that one. And then my first goal and my first live game. Ever, it also included a pass from behind net. I believe McKinnon, maybe me. I'm pretty sure it was McKinnon, but uh, Kadri was the one who scored the goal. It was a game tire at the time uh, because the Blackhawks had gone up on a shorthanded goal, one nothing, and I was worried. That, <laughs> mi- like two minutes into that game, yeah, and I was really worried that my first game ever was going to just be this incredibly anticlimactic thing. 
And when Kadri scored that goal, I went into a moment of surrealism that lasted probably seven to eight minutes, and the Avs scored another six goals. <laughs> and so if I can choose all that entire, like, seven-minute sure. stretch in that Blackhawks game at the Pepsi Center where it just – The Avs dropping, I think it was five or six goals in that second period. Right. Yeah, seven-goal game. <laughs> yeah, and you're undefeated at the Pepsi Center, aren't you? That's right. I'm 2-0. and oh, And I, could, I was going to go to that Red Wings game. Uh, but I, I decided I I had way too much beer <laughs> for one weekend. Like, I'm not gonna go to this game and not have beer, so I'm just gonna sit here and watch it safely. <laughs> Probably wise. Uh, but uh, yeah, also saw him uh, beat the Blues there. That was really really cool. Uh, there were a few standout moments from that, but I remember most especially a couple of really big hits. <laughs> More than anything. So it's funny the things you take away. From the first game, too, Sam Gerrard almost getting in a fight. No, he got in a fight. Yeah. He got got in an actual fight in that Blackhawks game. The smallest Um, fight in NHL history. Yeah. He's still the featherweight champ, I'm telling you. But, man, it's been really, really cool uh, getting on this ride and being it. Of course, they're sold out. You know, you're down. the, The crowds are absolutely amazing. Uh, all of the hype against the blues was dope. They did a Mandalorian intro. Yeah. They did a whole like showdown, like had it like set up like a Western saloon gunslinger fight, and that's how it played out. And it was dope. And there was drama in it. As much as I was happy that they ran away from the Blackhawks, you had a close game too. Yeah, yeah, to go because that that really came down to like they were hanging on. It was right because the the Blues it scored it and they made it four three in the yep. third period. And there was a minute there the Avs are just holding the on seven minutes of the game oh. the like just chip the fuck out just chip the fuck out oh god it was phenomenal yeah, tension the, and energy the, the clinch was real yeah and then and even the open net goal was just exactly what you want from that moment of yeah we're not gonna screw this up <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you hockey fans may have the best glute workout in the league or in the world, yeah. for that matter, because so many games every year is yeah. like one goal. The other team pulls their goalie. They're dominating the puck in the offensive zone, and you're just like, yeah, I got to stop going down at the last timeout because they have scored, given up so many late goals that <laughs> yeah. I'm just like stuck down there watching overtime at the ice level, and it's terrible. <laughs> Can't see anything from there, but yeah, I mean that was like five straight games where it happened. So. Yep. Yeah, they they were blown a lot there for a yeah. minute, but they got over that for the Blues, thankfully. Well, that was the thing too, because I've, I've been watching. I knew that, like, oh no, are they going to do this? And not to, you know, whatever. We we actually talked about this, but sometimes you make a big family thing of a weekend. You spend maybe a little extra on some tickets. It wasn't a cheap game to get into. Yep. My entire family was there. My brother and his wife. Their first, well, my brother's first hockey game. His wife is a big hockey fan, but she hadn't been in a very, very, very long time. Uh, and, and my mom and my girlfriend, and so it's all of our only second hockey game ever. It's a big family event, and so when it was looking like maybe the Avs are going to blow it at the end, you know the sports journalist inside of me is going, well, here it comes. They're going to blow this Ready thing. Ready for sadness. That's right. We're all going to walk out of here going, well, at least we you know, enjoyed our Breckenridge brews at the game tonight. <laughs> all right. We can end the second period there. As we I've got my Scott's go. Oh, AJ hasn't gone. <laughs> yeah. All right. My bad. I, want, I want Landis Cog's goal against Pittsburgh. Okay. Oh. You could pick one, either the own goal in overtime or the one <laughs> or the one from center ice. Yeah, we'll take the center ice one, I think. Either but one of those. Also, in consideration, the uh, uh, six goals in eight minutes against Nashville. Yeah, which after served, Duchesne. Which served as the middle finger to Matt Duchesne's celebration. All right. Where that bench was like, no. I like that one a lot better no. than your other two choices. We are not accepting this. This is not happening in this building. He's just way too happy on that bench. No. The answer is no. I hate his smile. Everything about what just happened has to be responded to with fury. And they just couldn't stop scoring. Yeah, it was at will after that, basically. They and then I got to write my favorite headline of all time about the Avs dropping a Duchesne on the yeah. Predators. Mm. <laughs> That's a really good headline. Yeah, so. which was like so multi-layered that when people got in an argument on Reddit about it, I was just like, some people get it. <laughs> some people, some people just don't get art. <laughs>
I just don't. Just straight up. <laughs> I was like, this isn't even like Picasso. This is straightforward. There was nothing abstract about it. You guys just don't get it. I think that was the same game. That I mean, how hard is it to understand a poop pun that also <laughs> that also has the player's yeah. name because it was the nine goals. That was the he wore same nine. Game. It's not complicated. <laughs> and then the Avs dropped to six, and I was like, "Well, all the Avs fans in the world just lost no nut November." <laughs> That's right. Wow. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, it was a good night for for the Avs to say the least. Good night for the DNVR Avs team. <laughs> Began on a spinning goal with uh, Donskoy, right? Was I don't remember, honestly. <laughs> I was like, what was the first? I think, yeah. I honestly ones. couldn't tell you a single one of those goals in right. that span. I just <laughs> remember it was just an onslaught of the goal horn <laughs> where it got to the point where I was like, I'm just going to put my headphones on. This, this, is, starting, like this is starting to give me a headache. This is the sixth hockey game I'd ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is this... Does this happen? Like, like this texting you for context. Yeah, that <laughs> feels a little extreme. Well, that, since Drew has started watching, the Avs have dropped a touchdown like seven times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they, yo, they want those tacos. I guess. <laughs> They're trying to get that same deal that the Rockies get. We were in the, the stands. There was a kid next to me who was probably six years old who'd been to, you know, hundreds of hockey games. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was telling me all about how it had been three or four years since the Avs had put up ten goals. And that was very much on the table at the time. Yeah. So we were trying to, like, he was giving me the history of stuff. I don't remember the last time they scored ten. Me either. I remember the last time they got ten, ten scored on, on them. them. Was that? In in Montreal a couple of years ago on uh, Hockey Night in Canada. It was ooh. bad. Ooh. It wasn't just bad. It was that was that was the game. Uh, what's his face took a run at uh, Joe Colburn at the. Yeah. It was like nine to one with like three minutes left in the third period, and Flip. I, yeah, and it, uh, who was Emelin. it? That's it. Thank you, Alexi Emelin took takes this big run at at Joe Colburn, and like rocks him, and it was like. Why are we doing it's this? What the way. hell, dude? Yeah. And that guy can't fight because he's got like something in his face where he yeah. li- like literally, literally can't fight, and that's why Z doesn't fight, or that's why Z's not throwing big hits because he can't fight and defend yeah. himself. He can't, he can't do anything about it if a guy jumps him. He just yeah. has to be like, no, no, bubble. Yeah, <laughs> bubble. <laughs> but Emelin just always played that way, even though he knew he couldn't fight. Yeah. Well, all right. We can we can cut that off there. Think of the good times, not the bad times, oh, no. as we end period two here. Uh, I, now it's kind of like a fond memory because it's like, well, out, like uh, like forged in the fires of misery. It's where always you get darkest to, before the dawn. Yeah, like you you get to have the fun now, and the, you're like, well, I lived through that. Drew's just having fun, but he didn't have to live through that. The Reddit thread was actively calling for Montreal to get to ten in that game. The Avs Reddit thread yeah. wanted yeah. Montreal. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like six on the first period. Or yeah, something. Yeah. Like yeah, I think it was. It was. Oh my god. But if you're Nikita Zadorov, you have had plenty of dental work. <laughs> This season, so he, did go to Green maybe he did. I mean, it's they certainly can help out. And if he did go to Green Mountain Dental, they're giving him a free Sonicare toothbrush when he scheduled his cleaning x-ray and exam. I imagine x-ray, x-rays and exams were on the table, probably not cleaning so much for Z, but <laughs> a little bit of restructuring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, cleaning. Clean it the out. Blood out. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say they 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 probably had to like <laughs> bits of face remove <laughs> right like 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 remove like the remnants of things that they had to get rid of to well, replace. I mean Burakovsky has chipped teeth as well. Who's been hit in the face like three times? He got hit year. twice in that Vegas game, yeah. where it was like, dude, did, did you? Did you say something? <laughs> I don't want anyone guys? to miss out on the incredible punk album title that Evan just created. Bits of face. Yeah, bits, <laughs> bits of face is like I don't know, like I'm listening to bits of face. Like this <laughs> is like man, these guys they got something going on here. Bits of face. Maybe that's the band actually. Bits of face yeah, I was could be say, the band. Sounds like a band. Bits name. of face with their hit single Green Mountain Dental Group giving away a free Sonic <laughs> Air. <laughs> You can check out Green Mountain Dental Group today at 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today. If you've got bits of face. (laughs) 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 You're going to need a little bit of dental work. Green Mountain Dental. All right.
Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. We've had the best moments. We've had the worst moment from years ago. Yeah. Um, I want to know what the Avs need to do in the second half and what you want to see in the second half. You can be super vague or super specific here. Do you want to see McKinnon hit 120 points? I'm starting because I don't want anybody to take my shit. All right. <laughs> I made you go last twice. That's <laughs> I want uh, I want to see Shane Bowers. I love it. That's what I want. I want Shane Bowers. Ideally, I want Shane Bowers and Connor Timmons, but I'm not going to get greedy. Shane Bowers would be fine. That's what I want to see. I want to see Shane Bowers. I love the want for Shane Bowers. I get to go watch him tonight in his – Natural habitat of Loveland, Colorado. In which we are hopeful that Connor Timmons is making his return. Yes, it sounds like he should be. I'm not 100%. Until, until he hits the ice. I'm you never know. Just yeah. given his injury history over the last two years, I'm like, eh. Let's make sure. Yeah. I won't get excited until the game has begun and he's in the lineup <laughs> and he's on the bench and like he takes that first shift and then it's like, okay, great. There it is. Yeah. Uh, and then what was the other? Uh, I would like to see and what do they need to do? Yeah. They need to trade for a top six forward. Very much agree with that. Yep. I have people asking me, you as well, on Twitter every day, what about this guy? What about that guy? What do you think about a Jonathan Duran trade? The answer is no. What do you think about a Chris Kreider trade? The answer is yes. <laughs> Great. Keep it simple. Yep. It's a Foley life. Make it happen. Ugh. Yeah, is that a top six forward? He's a top six forward. Only because he plays for L.A. <laughs> Got him. Hey. He'd actually score like a top six forward if he played top six anywhere else, maybe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll start. I'll, I'll guess uh, I'll go, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll, I do want to see McKinnon win the scoring title. That'd be dope. The Rocket? Um, yeah, just or to see. I guess. Oh, if he won that, he's that'd not, be awesome. He's not winning the Rocket. He, he'll win I mean, the Hart Ross, maybe. He's got a chance. He's Question? What, five goals behind Ovi? Uh, the, the Rocket, Rocket. Richard Trophy, league leader in goals scored. That's Okay. He needs more empty netters like the other night. Yeah. Or the other afternoon. Well, he went top shelf with that yeah, empty he netter. Buried that right. one. Don't, <laughs> don't knock him for that Dad. one. He tried to go bar down from center ice. <laughs> I, asked him, I asked him about it, and he just like shrugged it off. He was like, it's one of those things. And I was like, no, it's not, dude. <laughs> the greats, it's sometimes it's the stuff they try, not even the stuff they do, the stuff they think to try. You see, with McKinnon, there is, there is no try. There is just only do. <laughs> do or do not. I've watched a lot of Star Wars the last <laughs> few weeks. Um, and then, what was the other one again? <laughs> what should they do? Yeah. What, what do, you, what do, what they, do need they need to do? Need they to need do. to blow up the penalty kill and yeah, fair. fix it. Because that's going to win them some games. It's definitely been a problem. The, kill. the other team does that for them. Hey, oh. We got them. <laughs> Boom. <Yeah>. Boom. <laughs> brutal. That, that It's accurate, if brutal. Uh, Drew, you want to go or you want me to go? Yeah, yeah, no, I'll I'll hop in there. I'll well, I'll, I'll say what I want, and I don't even know the exact parameters of this, but I just want to see all the records that Kale McCarr is going to break. I just want to see all. I just want all the rookie stuff. I love witnessing greatness. I love witnessing records get broken. I want to see him just be the unquestioned, undoubted. You know, you, you look at all the statistics. Nobody can say anything. He's the best rookie of all time. So what you're saying is you want to give the middle finger to Quinn Hughes? I don't even know who that is. F that guy. <laughs> Get him out of here. <laughs> Perfect. Somebody, somebody in Vancouver's watching right somebody now. Somebody clip this and yeah. put this on Twitter. <laughs> clip, I don't know who that is. Look. I don't know who that is, but F that guy. F that guy. There are people who've lived in an NHL world without Kale McCarr, and I feel bad for those people. <laughs> Kale McCarr is the answer. No, wait, that was Allen Iverson. What are the, what are the Kale other? Kale McCarr can be the NHL version of Allen Iverson. He that head fake is insane. I've compared him yeah. to Allen Iverson like ten times. Straight up, he is the answer, dude. Like this guy is an unquestioned, top of the line athlete, and I want to see all of the accolades come his way. I'm telling you, it's the year of the nickname. Kale McCarr is the answer. I uh, love that. I mean, I just accidentally invented it, so I guess I would. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit biased. Pat yourself but, on the back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I stole someone else's nickname and gave it to him. Uh, I think Makar only needs, what, one more point to set all the abs rookie D records anyway. 
Right. Uh, so, I mean, what are the, uh, because he's a defenseman, is there an extra, like, can he be the greatest rookie of all time? Is, or, or is it going to be like, I mean, he's well, not going to so be the greatest scored. rookie of all time. Uh, there's just no way because you got to score goals. Because the 1980s existed where teams could just score at will. And it was dumb. The yeah. 80s were dumb and everyone admits it. The, <laughs> come on, come on. I came from the 80s. They weren't that great. <laughs> Kale McCarr is the answer. You know what they need to do? Goalie better. You're right. Goalie better. Goalie what better. happened? I thought I, I, at the beginning of the season, Grubauer and Frankie were the mans, the men's. There was a there was a, there was a battle over who, which one of them was going to be more elite. And it seems like as soon as we started having the question about who's the man, neither one of them wanted to be the man. What happened? <laughs> pretty pretty fair. I, goalie and, better. You start talking about who wants to be the man, and they both got a they both got a little shaky in the boots. Let's so. go. That happens with uh that that happened. When, with starting pitchers, that happens with top of the rotation guy. Who's the ace? That whole ridiculous question. I mean, you see it with closers all the time. Oh, ninth inning right. is different. It, but it is though. Man, I get it, but it's just like a guy can be aces in the eighth inning. He gets to the ninth inning. He totally falls apart. Third period goalieing appears to be a thing. Am I wrong about that? Like, look, man. Especially if you're up in the third period. If you don't have a, a mentality that rises to that occasion, you are the last line of defense. Grubauer was killing it at the start. Of the year. That was like the altitude he, stat. He had given at the up start like of the year. one goal in twenty third periods or something. And now it's how and many, it how many pluses? It was, the, it was the goal against Washington yep. that made it like five to three, six or to whatever. three or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. And then he gave up another one, but it got taken back. So. Yeah, <laughs> so it does not matter. That goal didn't count. So what's going on? Is it just a randomness thing? Is it one of those, hey, look, man, you can't be perfect. May I as well mean, do yeah. it now. Definitely. I can I can tell you that when I've looked up a, a, how a goaltender played, I never looked at his third period save percentage as okay. like a meaningful thing. Okay. Nonetheless, I've never looked at if it. you're the team leading in the third period, you expect to face a significant number more shots. Sure. Yeah. And well, I mean, he's got to do his job. You expect them to push. Yeah. I'm not going to say I expect to face a significant number of shots because I pay a bunch of guys to play defense <laughs> for me. Get that puck yeah. out of there. Exactly. <laughs> and I I'm going to give Sean like I'll give shots, but like it needs to be like what it was against St. Louis where it was like 8 to 8. Sure, that's that'd be fine. You know, but a lot of the time it, it hasn't been like it needs to gear it down into very low event. Yeah, uh, not very many scoring chances, no high danger chances. Don't make him work that hard. Just make him make the first save and worry about the rest. It's just been such a weird year for goalies in general. Yeah, like yeah. even like Washington is the best record in the league, and their goalie sucks. They're having to turn to a a rookie now because Holtby can't stop. I think he's got a save percentage below 900. He does. And if you looked at the uh, – there was a chart that I posted the other day on Twitter about the the goalies at the bottom of the league. Yeah. Or it was starters uh, ranked by their goals, uh, goals saved against expected. And all of the bottom eight were guys who were either had won <laughs> Vesna's, Stanley Cups, or were among the highest paid goalies in the league. Yeah. Wow. Like it was like – it was like all the guys that you would, if you were starting a franchise and you were like, oh, I need a goalie. Those would have been the first names you would have gone to. Carey Price, Mark Andre Fleury, Sergei Bobrovsky, Andre Vasilevsky, all like, and they're like heavily in the negative. Right, and they're all at like the bottom. Yeah, it's like the bottom eight of all starters. And then wow. there's Martin Jones. Yeah, well, that's and like he's is that good really once. a goaltender? I mean, yeah, at this point, he's like a really, really. Well-paid Matador. Yeah. <laughs> In a lot of gear. <laughs> Matador's looking at Martin Jones oh, like, why can't no. I wear all that? Oh, no. I mean, well, the Avs uh, like their defensemen to try and play goaltender a bit too often for me as well. Yeah, definitely. The sliding on the ice that well, Eric Johnson does the one that, me crazy. Man. The one that stands out the most to me is, I, look, Ryan Graves has had a great year. I don't want to knock him. but Don't I, lay down. He didn't lay down. Don't he, lay down. He didn't even lay down. You're he, 400 feet tall. He went to one knee, <laughs> and he goes like this to try and make a glove save. And this is literally like three feet in front of the crease. Like, Grubauer is mirroring him directly <laughs> behind him. And it's like, you have a goaltender for a reason, man. Like, yeah, and some of that's instinct, right? I know. I, like, I know. Like, some, like the, the limbs yeah, doing that, right. the arms it's, flailing about. Like, that's just a guy reacting. But I would much prefer him to go down on the knee in like the like the triangle, sure. Versus just laying down because he laid down the other day, 
And I was like, had you just stayed on your feet, (laughs) you would have stopped it pretty easily there, bud. Yeah. It was frustrating. I think it was too many the... buttons in the NHL 19 combo. <laughs> I'd be flying go. around on the ice doing the same thing. There's a guy oh, in man. front of you. You want to press a button. Play the simplified mode where the same there. one button does everything. Yeah. You want to pass it? You just push that button. <laughs> you want to shoot it? You push the same button. That's confusing. <laughs> now, now it's too simple. <laughs> nah. All right. I guess I have mine as well. Uh, what you I guess? I, I guess. <laughs> no. I mean, I don't know. What I want to see is the Avs winning the Stanley Cup. <laughs> but, okay, well, I mean, sure. Yeah, I honestly thought that? that one went without saying, but <laughs> fair enough. Uh, what I? Let, how about this? What I want to see in the regular season is the three-headed monster get their stuff back together, because right now it's yeah. Nathan McKinnon and two headless necks, basically. Um, so Ooh. that would be nice. Ooh. Yeah, Cock has the lowest scoring rate yeah. on all the forwards. We look; he has the exact same points per game as Zach Cassian this year. We looked it up the other day. T.J. Tynan or something like that. Yeah, so he he's like pretty six. close. To the, yeah, he's at like one point oh six point points per sixty. It's just like ugh. it's not good. So that and needs to be better. It's like the sure. numbers of like a like a defensive defenseman. Like Ian Cole's looking at him like, dude. <laughs> How am I picking up free secondary point, assists bro. in the neutral zone over and over? Yeah, like the empty netter the other night. I think Z cleared it out. It hit Cole's it hit ass, Cole. and yeah. it went to McKinnon. He got an assist. Exactly. <laughs> Which was also silly for like a Zadorov point. Because yeah, like he didn't. I, you, and I did not think he played well because no, he had two assists, <laughs> and he and then he had two assists, and people in the comment section were like. He had two assists, and it was. Yeah, I was and like, he had like nine shot attempts. Miko like, Rantanen's made a career out of that this season. Well, he, he had, yeah. he's mean, over a point per game, and he's looked terrible for the past like think about month. His, he had three assists, just one win during that. Dude, <laughs> that, <laughs> that first goal. I was walking into the arena when that happened. I looked at it like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had just sat down a few minutes before and was like, "Dude, I'm not even like set up yet, <laughs> yeah. and you're turning pucks over." It's like the second shift of the game. Brutal. No, I mean, Miko, since he's got the hatcher, he's not even shooting the puck. It's just, yeah, I mean, maybe this break's good for him. Like, reset and yeah. everything, all that stuff. And then what all, the – All the magical – All the of all those stereotypes. Well, yeah. He's going to reset, get a free his mind. <laughs> it it kind of goes hand in hand. Hit the reset button. button. He's going to go play paintball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the Evs need is a better power play. Yeah. You need the dagger goals. You just need them. It seems to me give me, a, give me the PK over the PP any day. I, they don't need it. See, they'll, I, they'll put teams to bed with the power play when they're up three one and they make it four one and teams will pack it in. Letting teams back in with the penalty kill. They don't. The teams won't be able to get back in if you score the I'll, dagger. I'll take a penalty kill too because what Boston won the Stanley Cup with the worst power play a couple of years ago. Like PK, I think is going to matter more. Teams, teams when have it grinds consistently down. done it. You've we've seen this. Time and time again throughout hockey's history that the PK matters more than the power play. I'm not saying that it's acceptable that the power play be bad with all the talent that they have. It's not It's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just saying if I have to pick between one of my special team's units being good, I'm always going to take the penalty kill. I just don't. Because I, they have enough offensive firepower to beat every single team at 5v5. If they just don't give up power play goals, I trust them to win at five v five every night. You gotta lean into what you're good at. If you're you have the firepower at five on five, you should sure as hell have it on the power play. Not Beat teams by outscoring them. And and like and who's same. The, who's the last? Who's the last NHL? Who's the last Stanley Cup champion to beat teams by outscoring them? I don't know. Uh, this is very interesting. I'm I because. Okay, everybody listening to this already knows, so please please forgive me. But what's like? A, what's the average you should score on your power play? Twenty percent is my goal. That should be the floor. Okay, and where are the abs at right now? Eighteen. So just a bit under the average. God, it you're, feels worse. You're talking that. about two goals. And it is interesting to me that it, that it's only twenty percent because obviously as a newbie, I'm like, well, you have more people than they do. I, I feel like it would be a, a bigger advantage than that, but. I mean, really good ones are in the thirty percent range. Okay. Like, but those are like really, really good ones. Like the best of the best are in the thirty percent. Twenty percent is still pretty much good enough for 
being in the top 10-ish range. Really, though, given the Avs' talent? I'm again. I'm not disagreeing. I it needs. It certainly needs to be better. But if it if it stays in the twenty percent range, I'm fine with it. The penalty kill cannot continue to stay in the seventy seven. I'm not arguing. The penalty kill needs to be better as well. It for needs sure. to be more like. It, it needs to be more like eighty two to eighty four. Right, about five percent better. I would say. Yeah. And realistically, the power play should be at least five percent better as well. That's really fascinating to me. Yeah, that 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 there would be more. Of an incentive, and, and, and I guess because of the way it works, because you can kind of tank or whatever, right, to use video game terminology, uh, and, and try to prevent the score. But it, it really is weird to me that a team with, as Rudo said, the offensive firepower seems to struggle so much in the power play. If well, you can, off- offense just comes and goes. Is like, it like it, there are lulls in it at all times, but goal suppression is forever. Okay. It seems Why, like though? is power play success volatile from year to year in a similar way that maybe like bullpens are in baseball? No, not so really. So it's more it's, related to your skill level and your coaching. It's you more want to be able to make yourself consistently better. Special teams, special teams are the one thing that is most heavily coach influenced in yep. the NHL. Let's go, coach. <coughs> yep. I get, which has always been the issue let's go. because. The Abs have had a bad penalty kill every year, but one that their defensive coach has been there. And with Pratt, it's a tough conversation because he's done a good job of developing defensemen in his career. He helped develop Zach Wierenski in Columbus. He's helped develop Sam Gerrard and now Kale McCarr here in Colorado. How much credit do you give him for that versus I mean, the he, work that he's done on the penalty kill? Be... I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but I know that the penalty kill – is for me their number one issue. All I'm saying is, if you want to be a development coach, be a development coach. Go be Brett Clark. Go be Brian Wilsey. And that's fair enough. But I mean, you have to have guys that can develop talent in the NHL. You do. Uh, you can have like, come on, Bowen Byram is going to come into the NHL next year, and he's going to be 19 years old. So why years not old, have him like, as an NHL development consultant, and then have an assistant coach that can you run mean a PK? Just make him a skills coach. Yes, like that's Sean exactly Allard. what I mean. I'm down with that, man. I have no, I have no objection to that. He probably loses quite a bit of money, and he uh, might have in, an objection entitled to that. And <laughs> you know, so there's, you know, and if the Avs let him go, somebody else might be like, oh, well, you can come help us out, and Cronkies they can, rich. they can have a bad. It is weird, you know. They, they, uh, the Cronkies are rich, but they don't spend money like that. We've seen it time and time again. The Avs have one of the smallest scouting staffs in the NHL. The Nuggets are the same way in that their assistant coaches regularly leave for other jobs because the Avs or the Cronkies will not pay to to pay premium prices to keep top assistants around. Maybe they and should. And I'm certainly they not should. saying that they they should invest. Like the fact that they hired a skills coach is still one of the most shocking things that they've ever done. They've gotten so much better since he got <laughs> here. And and like the biggest impact that he has made is players returning from injury. The work that he does with players while they're injured consistently has gotten them so that when they get back from injury, they have not missed a beat. They jump right back into it. Well, Kroenke, it's time to get your assistant coaches into a new tax bracket. Spend that cash, man. Right. How is there, because this is a big fight over on the the Rocky side of things, too. Do they have an, an I assume they have an analytics department. They do, and, it, and it has gotten bigger over the years. They have invested more in it. And I think that we're seeing that show up. And you look at every move that they made over the summer last year, every single one of them Don made Scoy sense. Don screams analytics. I mean, like, Nichushkin. Yeah. Like, every single one of those had very, very positive underlying analytics. Peripherals. To, to, to back that up. I love a to, to, to back up that these yeah, guys were either good or would be Burakovsky, better Burakovsky in a bigger big role. One. All right, the, and they all were. Yeah, all the every single one around. of them was a good analytics pickup. All right. Well, if you're looking to change tax brackets as well, Symbiotax and administration can get the most out of your 2019 tax return. Symbio provides its clients with honest and knowledgeable tax services from a licensed professional. You may know him as George. He's a DNVR subscriber and a diehard Avs fan. Always shows up to all of our watch parties and is just an all-around awesome dude. Symbiotax can assist you with your rental properties, small business investments, and help you understand all the credits and deductions if you have a working family or any other situation, in fact. 
can get a head start on your tax return this year and give Symbio a call today for a free consultation at 720-366-4470 or visit them at symbiotax.com. That's S-Y-M-B-I-O tax.com. We're wrapping up here. Any final thoughts from anyone? I'll open the floor to whatever you want to say. It doesn't even have to be abs related. Oh, man. Drew interrupted your first segue. I was ready for it. I know. I, I, I was going to continue going with the conversation, but it was just too good to not at least try for the segue there. I blew it. No. no I mean, I, I stepped on it. It's fine. No, I would say, I mean, they got to. The schedule set up for them to do quite well in the second half, and I would say at home is when they need to crank it up yeah. a little bit more. So, okay, look, I'm just I'm new guy fan guy. I just want to ask at this point to the experts because I have them in front of me and I have this opportunity. What are the chances we win it all? I want I want to I want the chip my first year. Fifteen percent. Okay. That's a little higher than I would have gone, but I would have said 11 or 12, probably. Okay. I would have said 12, and I rounded it up. Yeah, there so. you go. Okay. Is there, is there another team in the field you would give a higher percentage to? Yes. I'd probably give a few teams about the same percentage, but I don't know about higher. I tend to – Tampa has turned it up. Yeah. A couple, I would say about 10 notches, I would say they're one team I would put above. I think Tampa probably figured it out that they can take the first three months of the season off. Mm. And they got that Spurs thing going on. I don't like that. And they can play games that matter leading into the playoffs. They have flipped the switch, (laughs) and they are back to being dominant. And I I think Tampa is still the best team in the NHL. I would say Tampa in the East and, unfortunately, the Blues in the West. Yeah, and I would St. Louis. uh, St. Louis, if only because I think that's, as a seven-game series, that thing is razor thin. They're going to grind you down. How big is that last game of the season? Um, Yeah, we'll see, man. Maybe it's either huge or it doesn't matter very much at all. So it's – if they're close, it matters a ton because the Evs need to win it for tiebreakers and things like that. But yeah, I mean, like that's like the fourth tiebreaker, the head-to-head, I know, and all that. So what? Yeah. So <laughs> if regulation they g- wins. What? Regulation <laughs> and overtime wins. RWs and ROWs, and then it's wins overall, and then it's head-to-head. It's how many points accrued in head-to-head. Yep. But if there's an odd number of games, then the first game. Which is the one you the first the seven game to three in the yeah. Yeah. yeah it's the first Hockey game weird, in Drew. the I'm extra so sorry. city. What in the hell gets is dismissed? <laughs> and then uh, after that, I believe is goal differential, yep. and then after that is uh, number of goals <laughs> total. average beard length. Than, uh, <laughs> so we found the thing that hockey does that's stupider than baseball. I've been well, waiting for the thing that's yeah, stupider than baseball. Well, and you're about to see it's all star game. Oh, <laughs> well, that's going to be stupid. I mean, I mean Major League Baseball's All-Star game. The All-Star good. game doesn't matter. I mean, the Home Run Derby is, is a mainstay <laughs> and a classic. Okay. And, like, the Home Run Derby should never go yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Right. It's right. great. Right. Uh, the skills competition in the NHL sometimes is great, and other times you're just like, well, that was three hours of my life. I'm sure I'll be entertained by it, but I'm going to need people on Twitter to tell me whether or not it's good or not. So okay. <laughs> They're probably going to tell you it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Twitter's a great place to go for people to tell you things are bad. That's true. That's true. I, uh, I'm i going to use my, my time at the end here to not talk about hockey, go for but it. I have finished all of the Star Wars movies now, except for the one that is still in theaters. Yeah. And... What were you missing before? What do you mean? I mean, where did you start? I mean, to not catch much. Up? I was gonna say, like you, you made it sound like you did some kind of big catch up. I'm just. I mean, I've watched all of the, all I guess eight of them. Yeah. So all eight of the main the yeah. main movies in the last week. So, because wow. um, I'd seen them before, but I hadn't seen them in a very long time, and before I went and saw the last one, I wanted to be, and so I sat I, I sat through Empire Strikes Back. Which was terrible, and that is your weirdest like, of all of your return, weird opinions. Like, return of the sorry, that dude, Return of the Jedi was amazing, <laughs> I, and <laughs> and then the prequels happened, and like 
Phantom has broken Drew like this <laughs> Phantom Menace is like this weird like racist terrible movie. <laughs> And then there was so still prop. better than Clone Wars somehow. <laughs> What's what is Attack True of the though. Clones? Yeah, terrible movie. Yeah, ter- that's the worst. And one. then Revenge of the Sith, I actually sort it was of pretty good. Really liked Revenge of the Sith. That is the correct help. take. Revenge of the Sith is not a great movie, but it is a it's good still, movie. It's pretty so bad. Like, I think it's, it's good. <laughs> I think the problem with the Revenge of the Sith is that they gave the script to a contest winner in fourth grade, <laughs> and. That was the so biggest how, drawback. How can you call right. that a good movie? Look, I thought that I thought that it it still managed to tell the story of Anakin's descent into into Darth Vader really well, and like how it happened, and like the things that broke him, and sort of how his allegiance has shifted over time, and like gritty, and <laughs> <laughs> man, after them kids, <laughs> sure, Anakin Skywalker and gritty, yes. Uh, very interesting. Just fascinating stuff. I'm. I've got all kinds of my own theories about Ray and her lineage going into the last movie. Oh, no, and I. I haven't Mara seen Jade's that. pretty cool, <laughs> but if I've, we'll I've talk after. finished we'll watching talk after. him last night and was like, oh, I still think that uh, what was it? The Last Jedi. It's a bad movie, and I just hated Empire Strikes Back. That's so weird. I really did. It was so so bizarre. It was so it was so slow and bad, man. I hated it. It's not fast, but everything about that movie just was miserable. We'll let the Senate decide your fate, AJ. (laughs) I'm staying out of the Star Wars. I I move for a vote of no confidence in (laughs) Chancellor (laughs) Hayley. I can I can live with that. (laughs) All right. I guess that's all we got to say on the day. Uh, leave a comment on the sh- post when it comes up eventually. Let us know if you liked all the ramblings that we had or if we should just stick to the abs talk. I hope you vote for the ramblings because those are hilarious. Rudo has the high ground. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try it! <laughs> all right. We're signing it off. Thank you for listening to the DNVR abs pod. We will be back again on Monday. Until then, see you later. <laughs>